Good morning and welcome to the Ask Elsa podcast where we delve into topics around relationship and intimacy. And this week, um, I'd like to discuss a topic that we kind of shy away from or, or my clients and even myself tend to feel a little bit antsy about discussing in public. And that is the idea of having an STI or our partner having an STI and still maintaining our sex life, our intimacy. How do we do that? How do we navigate dating? How do we tell a new lover what's going on? And, um, you know, how do we play it safe in the modern world? So you can find out more about me at my website, pleasureforhealth.com. But let's dive into this topic. And honestly, the biggest thing about STIs is the shame. The shame that we are somehow dirty or slutty or we've done something wrong to end up having an STI. And STI standing for a sexually transmitted infection that, uh, you know, there's a number of things ranging all the way from HIV, AIDS, which, you know, obviously is quite serious uh, or really serious. And also, um, you know, lesser serious uh, infections that can be treated with antibiotics or, um, you know, antiviral drugs or just uh, being aware of those things. Um, so herpes, gonorrhea, chlamydia, all of these things that we kind of go, ooh, when we hear the words and we kind of feel like, well, it won't happen to me, so I'm not gonna worry about it. But this is really just putting our heads in the sand and hoping that lightning doesn't strike. And, you know, to be honest, there's probably, a according to my research, around 19 million cases every year of uh, STIs. And that's just the ones we know about. And we know that maybe only about 30 to 40% of people actually get tested. So we are dealing with um, an epidemic that is kind of under the radar because many of us are too afraid to go to the doctor or we don't know. We may not have symptoms with some of these infections and be passing it along to new partners uh, without knowing. So what do we do about it? Like, how do we how do we deal with the shame? I think, first of all, really, we have to kind of um, ask ourselves, how are we doing uh, sex education in schools these days? And are we presenting STIs as something abnormal, as something that only happens if you're dirty or if you don't, you know, if you sleep with someone unsavory? You know, if we are presenting sex education like this to young people, then it's likely that they're not going to associate themselves with being that kind of person and they're going to assume that they're, you know, they wouldn't get it or, you know, if they're careful or they're with their boyfriend or all of those things that they wouldn't get, um, get an STI. And so, you know, this is kind of pushing it further under the radar. And so then if you do find out, let's say that you got herpes and you see a sore on your genitals and you're like, ah, you go to the doctor and, you know, you don't know who to tell, you don't know how to, you know, you maybe spend years feeling ashamed and afraid to even get in another relationship. And so this is something that, you know, this stigma I'd love to, you know, take away um, from our, you know, from our society, because really, honestly, 
probably more than half of us are walking around or will have at some point um, uh, an experience with an STI and some of them can be treated and will go away and some of them are there with you for life such as herpes but can be seen as a kind of skin infection you know people don't uh, you know, if you have a cold sore, which is another herpes virus that happens on the mouth, you know, we don't tend to, um, you know, X this person for the rest of their lives. But, you know, it is something to pay attention to, something to treat, something to be aware of, not passing on to someone else. And so, you know, if we have um, these kinds of infections, we want to be aware of it and we want to know how to communicate. Uh, to a potential new partner or even to a, a partner that we're already with perhaps we find out later after going out with someone for a while that we have an STI and how do we broach that topic with our partner and this is you know really I, I think in almost every episode of Ask Elsa we've talked about communication being a key part of relationships and it really is key and one of the things I actually offer to clients um, is to practice this type of difficult conversation. You know, let's practice how you're going to tell your partner that you found out you had herpes or chlamydia or something like that. And so, you know, I like to bring that into the practice because the more we practice saying it out loud, the less we feel ashamed and afraid to talk about it. And honestly, many people are way happier knowing what they're dealing with instead of feeling that resistance in you to get close. So, you know, maybe you're dating someone and they're like, why, whenever I try to make a move on you, do you reject me? Don't you like me? Aren't you interested? All of those doubts and fears come up and it would be probably way easier for the person to know, hey, I am interested in you. I'm having a herpes outbreak right now. You know, um, I need to be careful about if and how and when uh, we get intimate with each other. Um, you know, there's certain drugs you can take to reduce the, uh, the, the occurrence of outbreaks. And, you know, you can start to read your body and know when you're feeling off or when you have an outbreak. And then you just choose to not engage in, um, you know, genital sex at that point. And so these types of conversations are perfectly um normal and they should be normalized in our society uh in a way that helps us to be responsible because when we're in shame or fear we actually choose irresponsible ways of dealing or not dealing with the problem and therefore we pass on we could pass on um, or get these types of diseases and not even know so my biggest takeaway is to communicate and to practice communicating and if you don't want to start off talking to your partner or your lover, maybe find a friend or a therapist or a coach that you can practice having this conversation with, that you can, you know, um, you know, do some research and figure out how you want to say what's going on for you and how you feel about it. I would say the biggest thing I've seen with um, partners that I've dealt with this with is that, you know, they're afraid to, you know, they're afraid to engage. They're afraid you're going to reject them. Um, they're afraid that, you know, they're, you're never going to want to be with, the, be with them if, that, if they have an STI. And that's just simply not the case. Um, you know, I would be perfectly willing and have been in relationships with people with STIs. And we negotiate that 
and actually makes the communication uh, more fun. It also means that the times when we can have intercourse are, um, you know, more special in a way because we're aware of how that works. We're both aware of our bodies in that sense. And so it, it creates a sense of working together to create a sex life that works for both of you and actually can improve your communication a lot. Um, it also helps, and this is where a somatic sex coach can come into the picture as well. It also helps to have alternative ways of getting on, getting it on with your partner that don't require skin on skin contact. You can keep your underwear on. You could have, you know, other ways of, um, you know, getting intimate. Uh, there's so many things that we could go into. Uh, and this is something that I offer as a somatic sex coach. So helping you come up with alternatives, helping you come up with fun and sexy ways to play with your partner that are safe. And even, um, you know, you may want, even if you don't have an SDI, you might want to learn some of these techniques with your partners, because to be honest, there's times where you just don't want to, um, have penetrative sex. There's times where you want alternatives. There's times where you want new um, ways of being intimate. Maybe you want to explore ropes. Maybe you want to explore, um, you know, touch and sensation play. Maybe you want to explore erotica together. Uh, maybe you want to explore giving a massage to each other, erotic massage. Um, there's so many ways to enjoy each other um, that we really don't have to get so stuck on the fact that, oh, I've got something wrong, therefore I'm now off limits. Um, so that's the biggest takeaway is, you know, so many of us are going to have an interaction with an STI at some point, if not many interactions. And if you don't think you are, then think again, because we are in the modern world and they are out there in the population to the degree that we, you know, that it's quite likely you're going to have many interactions with STIs during your lifetime. So let's talk about it more. Let's bring it out of the shadows and into the light and let's see that, you know, it is something that we can deal with, that we can work with, and that the more we communicate, we can actually move forward with it. So if you're interested in finding out more or any of this has piqued your interest to work with me, um, you can check me out on www.pleasureforhealth.com and um, I would love to uh, offer you a consult just to see if we're a good fit to work together. These, this is one of the main ways that we can improve our sexual pleasure in our lives is to take away the shame and stigma of STIs. Thanks. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Pleasure for Health podcast. If you enjoyed today's show, please share it with your friends and loved ones. Let's discover and celebrate more pleasure together. Again, my name is Ailsa Kepi, and you can find out more or contact me on my website, www.pleasureforhealth.com.